Hey everybody, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our main sponsors, Rising Sun's Award Winning Brewery in Cork. Be sure to call in if you're around. I'm delighted to welcome Connor and Ronan of the Enigma Division to the show. Hello, great to be here. Thanks, Richie. Thanks for yeah. having me. Jesus, thanks for taking the time to come on. You won't believe this, but I don't know if you notice it or not, but I was officially number 500 subscriber today. No way. I, do you know what? I did notice it go up actually once. So thanks yeah, it was, it was nice 499 I was there going, ah, for fuck's sake, <laughs> do I get a prize? <laughs> but isn't that we'll great? Like, at, at one of the shows, absolutely. <laughs> cool. But isn't that great Like that you have 500 already subscribing to the project? It's unbelievable. I mean, um, mm. honestly, it, it was one of these projects that, you know, we kind of just started, it was kind of a selfish endeavor. I mean, we just wanted to make music that we wanted to listen to ourselves really, you know? Yeah. So, and you know, you always hope that some people will enjoy it, of course. I mean, but at the, at the end of the day, if they didn't, it didn't really bother us because we were just, we wanted to do exactly kind of what we wanted to do. So it's just, it's amazing that, that people are responding so positively to it. Yeah. It's great. That's, I just read maybe two quotes already. The Enigma Division have produced one of the most captivating debut albums you're likely to hear in 2023. And then this is from Pat. The Enigma Division have certainly pulled out all the stops and allowing the inspiration for this space odyssey come to fruition without sacrificing on any of the drama and the pageantry. Failure to execute this properly would have been a crying shame. Thankfully, the lads have done everything in their power to allow this um, reach those stratospheric heights and maintain them right through to the very last Jeez. note. Yeah. One of many that I've seen People are fucking losing their mind over this, lads. Seriously, like you're getting you're getting a fantastic reaction and rightly so, too. I mean, like, I don't know anything that came out in the Irish scene to rival it or come close to it. I can go back years on that. So incredible uh, stuff. Uh, well, look, there's there's, there's there's plenty that can rival it, uh, Richie, but it's um, I suppose it's different. I mean, it's uh... no, I'm on about as a debut. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. But I mean, unbelievable. Jesus, I mean, it's uh, I mean, I mean, to be I mean, we've all between the three of us, we've, we've been playing a very yes. long time. I mean, um, and myself and Ronan, actually, we've been playing together since we were like 10, you know, so in what? different times, uh, growing up. And, and whereabouts are you from, lads? Uh, Dublin. Okay, what part? Yeah. Uh, I'm from Temple Oak. Terrier. So, oh, sure, Jesus, neighbours. Yeah. 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 I lived in Radfarnham myself, so I know the place well. Oh, there you oh, go, yeah, yeah. Only yeah. down the road, yeah, absolutely. Is the tuning fork gone? has to be. Do you know the Yellow House? I do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So the Yellow House and then beyond that, as if you're in from Marley Park, there was a pub right in the middle of the road I, called the Tuning I know. Park. I don't know if it's open anymore. I though. don't. Do you know, yeah. the, it's it's the uh, the shell of it is still there. Yeah. Okay, I, don't, cool. I never see it open anymore. That's yes. the thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, it, if it's open, it's the best kept secret. We should probably check out the Guinness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's class, man. All that area, Cascarino's, Chipper. Yeah, yeah. My, they're still there. They're still there. Absolutely. What? You're serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is Larry Mullen around? Not Larry Mullen, but the the bass player. What's his name? Adam Clayton. Oh, is Adam he Clayton. somewhere around there as well? He's up in Taylor's Lane, so actually yeah. not, not too far. Yeah, not too far away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Surrounded by musical legacy and good food and good pubs, lads. You were bound <laughs> <laughs> have a good fucking show at being musicians, surely. <laughs> so you started off anyway together playing in bands. Yeah, go on. We did, you know, and then um, we kind of, when we were kind of roughly around, funny enough, actually, there was a, an Irish promoter, Smiley Bulger, you probably know him. Yeah, and, of course uh, I do. He yeah. used to give us gigs when we were kids and Slatteries, and we kind of just would put bands together and oh, used to play at like, this annual um, event called The Vibe for Philo every year. And so started all kind of Tin Lizzy, hard rock, all that kind of yeah. stuff. I was at it many a time, lads, would you believe? 
there you go. Yeah, Jesus, oh, yeah. you're pretty solid, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, from that, I mean, we kind of just got more into it. And like like every guitar player or bass player, you know, you got more obsessed with it. And, you know, yeah. we got more into, I suppose, the more, you know, expansive kind of stuff. You know, we got more mm. into progressive music, you know, and bands like King Crimson and Rush and, you know, Okay. You know, yeah. Well, we still also listen to you know lots of metal. I mean, you know, we were still yeah. big into Carcass and Pantera, and you know, it was, mm. so it was a big mix that we liked. And then, yeah. kind of fun from that, we kind of just went and we did like session work, really. Then, okay, and was um, yeah. Zerat is it? Yeah, that was a band I joined. Um, in, they were UK based, um, yeah. kind of an extreme metal kind of thing, and um, mm. I was with them for about four years, and uh, so definitely got a lot of experience from that as well. So. I mean, that's kind of why I suppose as a debut album, it kind of sounds somewhat together because, I mean, I think the three of us have played for a long time kind of collectively, you know, so. Yeah. Um, and did uh, you move over, Connor, to England to join Zerat? I would go over for sort of long extended periods. I mean, um, I, I suppose okay. I was very lucky with them. They were a signed band. They were the, with the Candlelight Records. So they had a, right, a bunch yeah. of, you know, so they could actually afford to fly me over. It was like getting a bus. I swear to God, Richie was mad. You know? <laughs> and the lads would pick me up in, in Heathrow and we, we'd hit straight to the rehearsal room and, and get going, you know. but uh, Brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, absolutely. I think Abad and Incarnate were with Candlelight as well at some stage. They were. That's right. Yeah, we did a couple of shows with them, actually. That's right. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, play with them yes, as well? and um Class. Ultra Plagues and stuff. We did a few shows with them in um, in the underworld back. Jesus, back when I joined them, like 2013, and amazing band actually them. And uh, so no, there's a, it's great to see a lot of Irish bands uh, doing well abroad. I mean, you've a great history there with, with Irish bands and getting over to the UK. I was just wondering there, and maybe you could answer this too, Ronan. At the time, we'll say when you were in Zrat, which was probably 2014 to 2017, what was the Irish vibe back at the time? Like the likes of Primordial were coming good at that stage. And what other bands maybe that we should shout out to Abaddon, obviously. Absolutely. Any other bands, Ron, that that you admired that time? Can you even think back that length of time? What was that? <laughs> yeah, there was the likes of... Uh... Gamma Bomb and yeah, Gamma of course, Bomb. yeah, great call. Um, yeah, of course, yeah, Joe, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Probably, I'm probably being too specific about the time period here now. Um, I suppose like you'd morning beloved as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, actually, a good friend of mine, um, Barry White plays guitar for them. Um, superb band, absolutely fantastic. So, I think he's back playing with them as well, which is great to see because I think he, he wasn't playing for a while. So it's a okay. It's such an incredible player. It's actually great to see him out doing what what he should be doing. So it's great. And Ronan, I, I was watching a clip there today. I was I was doing nothing at work. There's a load of Zerat clips up with you, Connor, playing um, some sections of the songs. But is it Steve Woodcock was playing this weird instrument, right? I said, what the fuck is that? I've oh, never yeah, seen the Chapman stick. You know, the all Chapman that. stick. I yeah, had to Google yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, man, he's a wizard of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Try and explain that to me. Great, great player. It's a, um, well, it's a touch, it's like a touch guitar, right? So it's a bit okay. like, um, if you can imagine the way like piano strings are on the back of a piano, you know? Right. Strung across a board. Yeah. So um, the way it's organized, actually, it's it's not tuned like a guitar. It's you, you got the kind of middle strings are, kind of doubled up and they're 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 the lower strings and then it kind of moves out so it's designed so you can you can kind of chord and play um more piano style but you can play more rhythmically i suppose different kind of things it's it's something i'd love to get into myself at some point but uh it's it's difficult instrument to 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 master oh my god 
I couldn't imagine it out on stage, like sitting but down I, with a I stool. I love the sound of it, though. It sounds amazing. You <laughs> it know? does. It does. It sounds yeah. so mechanical, and uh, there's a certain. Uh, I mean, King Crimson wouldn't be the same without it, like you know. Oh, they play it today. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's so. a lot of that in King Crimson, and okay, I didn't know that. No, that's such a cool percussive yeah. kind of uh, element to it. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't have one yet now, but it's probably going to be on the list at some point. But, uh, I'd say they're not cheap, man. They're they're not they're not. Um, but I think as well, it's more the learning curve, right? Need need, yeah, need, of course, need, yeah. need a few uh, few hundred hours there to to, <laughs> to to start, you know, get being useful on the thing. You know what I mean? So he's, he's been, he's been modest, Richie. This guy would figure it out in the best. Couple of miles to say you'd be fine, but I'd say both of you are very modest. So when Zerat, I'm trying to get a time lapse in relation to the Enigma division. So when Zerat finished, I think Ben was with you for for a, a year or two as well, was he? He was, yeah. So I mean, I joined them in April 2013, mm. um, and then we kind of finished at, at the beginning of 2017, and okay. Ben would have joined. Kind of for 2016, that that kind of period, and uh, and Ben actually came in at a really good time. Like we were actually doing a lot of really cool tours, and you know we did a few with the who were out with like um, Tesseract and Flesh God Apocalypse and oh, a few bands like that. So, so I'm really glad Ben got to experience like some of that, yeah. you know, uh, which was great. Um, and we even kind of started working on a new album, and that was um, and the reason kind of the band dis- disbanded really was down to kind of uh, the two main guys, uh, Rich and Mike, had started working for Riot Games. Uh, with a band called Pentakill, and it was just such a great opportunity for them. I mean, we okay. kind of completely understood. I mean, it was yeah. completely amicable, and there was a grace. Um, look, you know, it's obviously we were disappointed when it ended, but we were very mm-hmm. happy for them. You know, it's like, you know, it was, if I was in their position, I would have done the exact same thing. So, okay, fair um, enough. So, no, it was uh, absolutely, it was, uh, I was still Were you allowed to contribute to that band, Connor? I was, you know, in fairness, I mean, I only got to do one full studio album with them, which was their final one. Okay, um, number three, they, was it, I think? That was it, very imaginative yeah. uh, album titles like that, <laughs> of course. But uh, I think there was the, the Van Halen in us there. But it's, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's what but, I was saying. <laughs> Work for Van Halen. So. But uh, no, I did. I mean, they were very, I mean, when I joined the band, like 70% of it had been written already. So okay. my addition would have been just like riffs and, okay. and solos. Really, that yeah. was it. They were very open to my ideas and musical suggestions. They weren't, I wasn't just merely a facilitator for them, which right. was great. Okay. So now it was, it was, it was a really good relationship. Absolutely. And I learned so much from them, even just the production side of things. It was uh, amazing to, to observe, you know, really yeah. talented guys, I have to say. I remember, I think the, I remember the first time seeing Ben playing drums actually, because I was kind of aware that, uh, you know, that they needed to get in uh, somebody to replace Mike at the time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they did a show here, and I, I was kind of aware of it. Ben didn't have very long to learn the songs at all. Like and, a week uh, or something, yeah. Yeah, and I was oh. like, man, I feel sorry for this guy, you know. I mean, <laughs> how the fuck is he going to play those parts? <laughs> uh, and then I saw him at the gig, and I was just like, holy fuck, you know. Yeah, he's a machine, um, like. But he yeah. nailed it, he nailed it. Yeah, you know, that's, hence why we're still... Uh, Working together, you know, that was... Yeah. <laughs> so the band split up, you moved back, Connor, and then I presume you probably had a good few songs for for yourself, really, had you, at that stage? We, we did. Um, like, funny enough, actually, a lot of the songs that ended up um, in some form on the Enigma Division kind of would have been from that period. Um, okay. And I'd written a couple with the guys. I think we released a couple of them, um, just as a sort of a farewell gift to, to everyone that supported us. And... Yeah. Uh, and we were kind of naturally, we were going down uh, that sort of synth route. Yes. Anyway, it was sort of, um, 
Zerath would have been more inspired by the orchestral kind of Dimmit Borger kind of sound. And yes. while I was trying to push, you know, just being, you know, I suppose into very cheesy music, I wanted to push, <laughs> push the synthesizer elements. You have always um, been a little bit cheesy in, in the musical taste. You know, well, sure, look, you know, not, yeah. not, to, not to everyone's, uh, <laughs> not to everyone's thing, but yeah, you know, and, and it kind of was, it was always really out of fashion, you know, and then it kind of became a little bit more acceptable again. So, yeah, yeah, you're right there with kind of it being out of fashion and it's, it's coming in with the emergence of the post-metal and post-rock scene as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. I, do you know, I think the internet has a huge role to play with that. I think people are hearing more music and I think they're a lot more open-minded to yeah. to different elements we put into music. And like, even when you look at new bands now, like, you know, um, Sleep Token or Spirit Box, I mean, they're bringing oh, in... Oh, yeah, Jesus, like, there you go. You know, they're bringing in and, and, and they're, it's like a seamless combination. You know, it's amazing. You know, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of very much okay to do, you know, to bring anything into anything. And yeah. I think... And I hate mentioning them on this show, Ghost as well. Yeah, sure, look, you know, but I mean, I mean, in credit to them, um, they know how to write a song. I mean, they oh, know yeah. how to structure a song. They, they know, yeah. you know, they, they know what they're doing. But, you he, know, but they are, they're like, uh, <laughs> they're marmite, I guess, for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the band itself. Maybe just start with the name. First of all, the Enigma Division. Who am I going to give credit to for that? I think it was me, wasn't it? I think, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were playing around with something around Enigma. It's like a... Yeah, we always liked the words. Something cool about it or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think it was just one of those, because we didn't know, it, it was just me and Roland initially. Right. So we thought, okay, if we just keep this going, we could have any band members, you know, and it could be the Enigma, yes. whatever, you know? So yeah, it makes sense. So it made sense, Division, I suppose, yeah. like something like out of World War Two, like, like the Panzer <laughs> Division or something, you know, kind of. But, uh, but yeah, the Enigma Division just made sense. It was kinda, just like, kind of came to the consensus that most band names are kind of stupid anyway, and that, you know, you kind of they become <laughs> acceptable, yeah. Uh, you know when you when you when you put them on a on a on something on an album or a or a you know a, a flag at the back of the stage or something like that. You know it kind of there's there's some really cool ones like Depeche Mode. I think is a cool. That name. sounds good off the bat. Yeah, well, there's does, very yeah. few that are just cool the first time you see them. So I I think we just we just needed a brand, I suppose, or a sound or so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so that went with the sound or. I'd always be paranoid with a name like that. Did you type it into the internet just to make sure there was no fucking... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, we were very lucky. We were very lucky. Um, there were combinations of... And obviously, you know, everyone knew the, the German sort of new age band Enigma. You know, they existed. Yeah. And there was, you know... And then actually it didn't even dawn on me. It was only after we actually started releasing songs. Like, oh yeah, Joy Division, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know... So, Perfect. you know, th yeah. these things happen. But, uh, but thankfully, I mean, just as the two kind of combined that... Uh, we were amazingly enough the first actually to, to use that, that combination of words. So mm. we, so, we looked out there, absolutely. So I hate dragging this up because it's a thing that happened and we can't deny it happened. COVID, right? So COVID hit. Was that roughly around the time the two of you were working on the songs? Yeah, that was a bit of a disaster. Yeah, right actually. in the middle. Yeah. yeah, it was. The plan was actually to release the album in 2020. And, oh, uh, what? What? Really? Yeah. We had actually okay. written most of us uh, by sort of 2018 a lot of it was in its sort of completed state um but actually having covid in a weird way was a blessing we got to rework a lot of the stuff okay. actually for the better yes and, uh, fair enough um and was ben involved at that stage he was okay. yeah absolutely but ben joined actually pro as a proper member in 2019 so that's when we came you know properly okay. back right and uh he helped tremendously again with it i mean myself and Ronan kind of wrote most of the music but um okay. The band definitely helps uh, lyrically and um, like top line and melody wise, and uh, mm. a huge contribution. It was uh, so it definitely was a it was a, an effort between all yeah, of us. So. Yeah, <laughs> and we also actually I just have to give a shout out to uh, William Alex Young for a band uh, called Defenses. 
And um, okay. he actually worked with us at the very beginning when we were just the two of us. And uh, he actually came up with a lot of the song titles and he was a, he played a huge role. And yeah, that's nice yeah. to hear as well, man, that like he can kind of maybe trust other people to come in and they can share their ideas with you as well. Well, that, do you know what? It was just um, we kind of he kind of he totally got what we were trying to do. I mean, it was we were going for this sort of big, you know, I mean, it's it's not a concept album, but it is. If you yeah, know what I, I mean, understand, it's, um, yeah. it's like bookmarked by two pieces called 1977 and uh, which is pretty much like a love letter to uh, Carl Sagan, the old uh, astrophysicist who used to have the Cosmos show and all that. <laughs> and um, so it's basically about the Voyager missions, but it yeah. also kind of ties into what the songs are about. So okay. The songs kind of just deal with, I think that's why a lot of people are relating to it as opposed to a lot of prog rock is that the songs are very personal. They're very kind of deal with, you know, existential crisis, you yeah. know, grief, you know, self-forgiveness <laughs> and, you know, Things that we all experience. I suppose and, as well, the temptation sometimes for bands like yourself is actually not to have a singer on it at all. You know, just leave the music to the talking. Like, as I yeah. said, post-metal and post-rock, a lot of these emotional albums sometimes don't require a vocalist. And, oh, absolutely, And yeah. it's up to you to take what you want out of it. But thankfully, I'm glad you did put vocals in it. And, uh, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's probably me being old school about it because I enjoy listening to someone singing and trying to figure out what the lyrics mean. I think you can kind of portray the emotion a bit more with a, a strong vocalist behind the music. That's oh, for sure. I mean, it depends. I mean, a lot of that post metal stuff is fantastic as well, though, in terms of like, I mean, the app is very atmospheric yes. and that can obviously work on an emotional level as well, of course. And, uh, and I think, I suppose, for what we do, I guess, because again, we love a lot of different types of stuff and we also love pop music and having hooks and songs is sort of something that we try to uh, to put in as well. I mean, we kind of have this idea even when we were writing the stuff of, yeah, it's technical in parts, but I mean, it doesn't mean it can't have a hook or a catchy chorus. You of know, course, so, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be just about that, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, like, it's great. as a musician, you can appreciate that that as well, like, you know, but, you know, at the same time, you, you kind of want it to be a, a you know, that, that, that to be a tool yeah, to for the song or something. I know it sounds very corny to say that, but uh... no, and and I mean you can certainly hear there's a lot of um, influences as well with music scores that probably both love right through the the nineties and early eighties as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that was sort of even though we can't at the start said it was synthwave, but it's not really synthwave as such. It's sort of more um, I suppose authentic 80s horror uh, sci-fi. I mean, that yeah. was um, even the, the choice of keyboards we used were like the Yamaha CS80, which was obviously featured heavily on this guy here. Which Unbelievable, was, uh, yeah, perfect. Huge influence yeah, on us. Going for the kind of vintage uh, sounds, but uh, um, yeah, very 80s. Yes, yeah, And John Carpenter in there as well. I was just about John Carpenter, yeah. huge mm-hmm. influence, you know, yeah. obviously like Christine and then obviously Brad Fidel with the Terminator and, you know, oh. So a lot of those elements, we, we use pretty much those sounds. I mean, we try to replicate some of them, yeah. but sort of modernize them just a little bit. Just on, And I think that's what kind of keeps the songs, I suppose, connected is the synths kind of, mm. I think, weave us anyway, like uh, musically, I think, anyway. Okay. <laughs> right. Do you know what? We'll make our way through the album, if you don't mind. And the first section is 1977. So I, I won't actually play that. It's just uh, an intro. Just kickstarts the album really and it dovetails nicely with the last track which is 1977 what's it called that's it Ad infinim. yes 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 what about composing songs say say something like that now the intro 
would you just compose that on synth? Say Connor have an acoustic guitar for some of those songs that you put into use, or are you plugging straight into electric? Uh, synth was actually the main uh, writer for all okay. the songs, would you believe? Actually, yeah. uh, the yeah. guitar was almost uh, secondary. Okay, um, that's interesting. So all the kind of uh, chord progressions and melodies were kind of built up on on the synth. Um, I guess because we were going for that kind of film score kind of feel yeah. and wiring up the pads and. Um, and we sort of had an idea of bookmarking the album with sort of an overture, I suppose you could call it, which has themes that re- repeat again in the last song. Yes. It's a very kind of classical thing to do. But um, it's sort of stuff that we love, basically. <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. we kind of wanted, you know, we, we re- genuinely were, Richie, we were like, you know, even if no one likes this, I mean, at least we like it. We <laughs> yeah, genuinely didn't yeah, care if, like, yeah. if, if people threw it back in yeah, our faces. You know, so. you know, that was kind of... Okay, so I'm going to start yeah. with track number two called The Escapist. And we'll give it a listen and maybe you can talk through it. It's personally my favorite track of the album, would you believe? Fantastic. So here we go. Won't you let me go? I'm going to be raving about every track of this album. Excuse me, lads. Sorry. Um, that track for me, just oh, the emotion. And is it Ben singing that? It is. Yeah, it is. It is. I never knew he could sing like that. My God. like He's um, he's like a, do you know what? I kind of, I call him our secret sauce. He really is. He's like the, the Swiss army knife musician, that guy, oh. you know. So. Like, you were you aware that he had a voice like that? I knew he could sing, but not like that. Um, what actually happened was I was jamming in a studio with him, just guitar and drums, and he played me this thing he was working on, and he sang a Jeff Buckley song. Oh, but he he sang Jeff. it so incredibly well. I was just like, dude. I mean, like. But on top of that, he could also do that kind of visceral sort of Devon Townsend yeah. scream, and kind of go, I'm like, you have it all, man. I mean, it's a. So he, I just said, Ben, do you want to sing? And he said, I'd love to. Because he never actually, because everyone knows him as this great drummer. Yeah. And um, he was never asked to sing on, on a project. So it was just, yeah, it was great. Wow, man. And what about the composition of that song? Is that a early song again? That was kind of a later one, that one, wasn't was it, that, actually? It um, was, yeah, yeah. We felt we needed something a bit more chunky, um, especially to open the album. Yes. And um, 
something that kind of immediately would grab someone's attention, which, you know, I, I hope it works anyway. And uh, so I used actually an eight string guitar. It was my first time kind of using eight string guitars. Oh, okay. Cool. Stupidly wide necks. You can iron your shirt and it's, it's uh, <laughs> silly. Yo. But it has that low open F sharp. Tree trunk of a neck. And yeah. But that's the seventh string uh, there. Yeah. But um, I was yeah, only I was uh, only looking at you play that today on some uh, Zerat play. Oh, that would have been the one. Yeah, that was the the, the Zerat uh, yeah. axe for sure. You know, absolutely. But it's uh, so that was the first one on eight, and it, actually that was one that was written on guitar first. Okay. Um, yeah. Couple yeah. of them were. Yeah. Couple yeah. Of them were, but. And that's what's way out. It's kind I of hard think, to remember. The the, yeah, I think the first more of the songs earlier that were written earlier were written completely on synth or mostly on synth that to be they get to a certain point and then the guitar the guitar or whatever yeah yeah yeah. and the message behind the lyrics then lads obviously escape but escape from what escape from life or yeah i mean i suppose i mean again it's like as you said earlier on you kind of want people to interpret them the way they can and you know and we they're kind of purposely vague that you can do that they do have a meaning as well i mean it's sort of um I kind of would associate that it's more with like sort of existential crisis okay. and um, trying to find a thread to, to get out of this. And uh, I guess you get, you get to a certain age and you're working all the time <laughs> and you know what I mean? You're like, Absolutely. I want to be over there doing some, something different. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we can all well, sympathize with that. Definitely. Okay. That's great. Uh, let's go on to track three. And this song is, Oh, you've no idea how hard it is to, to fucking try and pick one minute extract from the fucking oh, oh, sure the I do my best <laughs> there's no bloody long <laughs> <laughs> That's just outrageous, Connor. Fucking guitar work. Oh, far too kind. Now, my favorite bit is actually follows that is actually the more chill out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah the and, but, section, but it's a, and yeah, just see, this is where I'm coming from. Now, also for those that are looking, watching this, and listening, Derek 
Is it Sherinian? Is it? Oh, close. Uh, Sherinian. Sherinian. There was Sherinian. a sick keyboard guest solo on that, but I'm. You have to buy the fucking album, lads. So buy like the album. Before, I'm not going to ruin the yeah. surprise. So <laughs> uh, the video is absolutely brilliant. Big shout out to Andy Pilkington as well yep. for, for his work right through all the videos that he's done for you. Um, what a legend. He's really, you know, he's become almost like a like an extra member of the band. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, that's, you, you'll always hear people and it's so great to hear like, oh, the music's great, but they'll always comment on the visuals, you know, yes. it's, uh, yeah. and it's just, and he just got it from day one. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say it. Yeah. has been good, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And there's a variety in it as well, which I like. Absolutely, you know, it's uh, like we would pick kind of different themes in each each video, you know, where it's yeah. like sort of an eighties sort of synth wave thing to sort of a darker concept yeah. to a more space kind of oriented mm-hmm. thing as well. So, but Andy's yeah. just yeah. Amazing. I mean, for someone as skilled as Andy, and he is, he's like at the top of his game. He doesn't come cheap, I'd imagine, lads. No, no, yeah, um, not at all. But that has to be acknowledged because I presume you're funding this all by yourselves. Yeah, we are, we are. Yeah, no, uh, we're like I mean, we've done this completely DIY. You know, we don't have any PR company. We don't have any. You know, um, like yeah. we've had a lot of help. I mean, I have to give a shout out to Oren uh, yeah. Burns. I mean, has been been incredible. Like he's just championed us again from yeah. day one. Uh, Andy, I kind of just approached myself because um, mm-hmm. I loved his work. I yeah. mean, um, and as you know yourself, Richie, I mean, he's done some, like some of his clients are like Motorhead and Judas Priest and, you know, some uh, And Close things. to Home, so, uh, Ten Ton Slug, Blotsam and yeah, Jetson, absolutely. Venom. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I genuinely thought he'd just uh, tell us to F off. But, you know, I sent him the song and he was genuine. He was coming back with, you know, how much he liked it and, you know, and, it was really, really moving to hear that coming from a guy like that, and uh, yes. and you could tell he just he put his it, it, he put his heart into it, you know. It's, oh, uh, definitely, yeah. really comes across. It's great. So I mean, like there you go again. It's another massive thumbs up from somebody in the profession that recognizes some great musicians that have composed this brilliant um, selection of music. So talk to me about Echoes in the Deep. It's been on vocals again, is it? Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah, he sings most of them actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And how did you get Derek involved? Derek, again, was another uh, cheeky um, uh, thing. I kind of just sent an email to his uh, recording studio. Obviously, and, uh, you're I, a lifetime admirer of his work, yeah? Oh, a huge fan. Um, yeah. Obviously, when we were teenagers, we loved uh, Dream Theater. They yeah. were kind of the go-to band when you were kind of learning your, your chops. And, you know, yeah. uh, and also Planet X. Planet, well, that's, Planet X, yeah. too, then, uh, then after that, yeah. Okay. Like more so his band Planet X probably influenced us uh, the most. And, really? Uh, so, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. and, um, That's interesting. We shouldn't be giving away our secrets, but if, <laughs> if you listen to Planet X, you'll hear some similarities for sure. But um, but it was a no-brainer. I mean, the song was very synth-heavy, and we just felt, man, if we could get him on this, it would just be, you know, the, the icing on the cake, you know, and... Uh, and just, in, just incredible hearing a background, so, like, because, you know, we're such big fans of his, to, to hear his style is so unique. Yeah, it and is. When I hear that on your own track is just yes. ridiculous. You know? Stunned, you know and for I mean? those, again, that are listening or watching, the lads have posted a great clip of him playing that part in the That's song. right, yeah. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Like, did you see the emotion he was putting into it? Like, Oh, he was just, just giving it well, yeah. I mean, it was oh. just amazing. I mean, um, well, I knew he would. I mean, not that I, I've never met Derek, but I've chatted to him, you know, on, online. And uh, he, he, he comes across just so passionate, you know, still to this day about what he's doing. And it doesn't matter who he's working with. If he likes it, he'll he'll, uh, 
he'll give it 100%, which, as you can hear, I mean, he just oh. knocked it out of the park. It's yeah. unbelievable. Okay, cool. Let's move on then. Another personal favourite is Afterglow. We'll give this a listen to. Richard Thompson does vocals on this. He does indeed. Now, tell us how he got involved. Ah, look, it was a no-brainer. Obviously, me and Rich had uh, played together for four years in, in Zerat, and I'd always just, I loved his voice. Um, and it was a, just a good opportunity to work together again. Yeah. And uh, nice. I just gave him a shout. No hesitation um, again. You know, I just love what he did with us. You know, he just, uh, he, he kind of had a sort of a metal side, but he kind of gave it such a sort of a pop sensibility as well. Which, yeah, really which is strange, isn't it? Considering... Yeah. Absolutely. And the video is just fantastic. I mean, that's like that arcade game Outrun, is it? Or... Well, that's what yeah. we're going for. That's yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that'd be the most synthwave uh, yeah. video going, yeah. And the colours again, that's Andy Pilkington um, at his best. Absolutely. That, I don't know, I just get emotional when I see that because, I mean, like at 52, you know, you you just love a band that will just do a throwback video like that and just catch you off guard and... You know, it just you just sucks you in the whole lot, and you're you're just thinking back of, you know, when you were a teenager playing all those games. You know, well, that's amazing. That's so cool to hear. That's uh... yeah, oh, absolutely, lads. It was a really nice touch, and you know, I I come from a seaside town in Yall, so we the uh, perks. It was a fun fair, and man, all those games were there, and we'd be in there trying to fucking bomb ten p to throw it into the game. You know, and play it. Like, <laughs> yeah, just stay on it the whole time, and memories just kick in when you have a, a song i'm sure andy had a good childhood as well but by, by, by the looks of that video absolutely man you know it's uh he just he yeah i mean andy he just knocked it out of the park i mean once he heard the synths i mean we you know i think the intro he even said to me kind of he, he said it stirred up sort of uh nostalgia instantly you know yeah, so uh, yeah. he kind of knew which 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 course to go which yeah, was, which yeah, was he's an incredible artist you know he just connects with it straight how away do you chose the singles, lads. Do it. How do you choose the singles? Um, well, we kind of had a sort of a standalone track initially uh, called the Neon Mirage, which Andy did the the video for that, and that was our first one because we didn't have many songs. That right. was, uh, okay. Um, so we we would have that. I think we kind of wrote that back in 2017. That, that's going back at the very yeah, that beginning. Was, that yeah. was like first finished nearly, wasn't it? Yeah. Was yeah. It, okay. It was one of the first finished. Yeah. And I, I guess we kind of picked that one because it was uh, probably at the time a good representation of what we were we were about, you know. And yeah, then okay. uh, Afterglow was actually the second one. Um, uh, which, yeah, again, just gave people a different angle again, you know. So okay, okay. 
Right, another single coming up, The Age of Discovery. We'll give this. involved with the keyboards on that how do you yeah, designate well, the duties <laughs> we kind of do yeah it's uh, i mean you could talk about that you did a lot of work well yeah we kind of we kind of sit beside each other and we'd, we'd go through and uh a lot of the time find sounds and stuff like that that kind of you know evoke a certain feeling or something like that you know so look for a kind of a a cool uh you know one 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 month would be like, yeah, let's fucking do everything on the DX7 or something like that, you know? And so okay. it would be pro- programming. I'd be sitting there programming the sound and getting the sound and then kind of be playing something here next to me and we'd just kind of swap and change and stuff like that. And we'd kind of build up a track that way. So you'd kind of get the guts of the track. And, okay. You know, it'd probably be like like a like a chord progression and an intro or you know something like that. Um, And then bashing stuff out on the guitar and... While both of you are in the same room, yeah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And kind of mm. mouthing riffs back and forth and saying, oh, that's shit or that's good or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's good to be brutally honest. Yeah, yeah. Maybe leave out that second bit or go, or, you know, just as ridiculous as it sounds, it's kind of what it is, you know, and just, you just kind of keep banging your head against the wall until you get something that you sort of like, you know? Yeah, because a lot of bands didn't have that when COVID hit. A lot of lads were separated. So it was just a matter of fucking sending stuff through Zoom or playing it on Zoom and back yeah, and forth. We, that uh, way. Yeah, we, that's actually what delayed the album as well was because uh, we couldn't go down. As you know yourself, the restrictions were so tight, yeah. you know, in all of them, I mean, like five kilometers, I remember at one yeah. stage. So a lot of bullshit. Like, to Limerick and recording drums. Yeah, and, you know, those, those uh, that was, are, you know, kind of tough, yeah. So um, I think the key, I, I think kind of the key to, 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 to making it happen is, is, is to just designated time to do it like we literally have a time every week we'd meet up yeah uh, you know after works to to just write and no matter if we were wreck tired or yeah, whatever we just, just, just discipline ourselves yeah. you just do sure. it you know yeah. what i mean and you make sure you kind yeah. of we didn't cancel once which is great you, you know, give so, it the few so, errors that yeah. you have you know what i mean and, yeah. and i think that kind of over time it, it paid off because oh we, fucking big time yeah the we kind of gave there. it enough time that you know that yeah. eventually yeah. you kind of you get it there or whatever you know but Mm. Who wrote the lyrics for this? Was this that Will- was uh, William William yeah. Alex Young? Yeah, right. he. Uh, I really liked the the take he took on that. Now it's um, again, I kind of I gave the sort of the theme, you know, the idea of you know, kind of what a better future, you know, something basic where you kind of, especially during COVID, because yeah. I mean, you know, you were seeing on social media people getting divided over their beliefs, mm. and you know, it was sort of again, 
like the age of discovery was actually you know back it was harps back to the time of you know i suppose exploration of the oceans and we're kind of you know talking about exploration of space you know yeah looking at our feet look up at the sky and you know it's Mm. uh but William just took that and brought in a, a, a fantastic human element to that as well. And, you know, now he, he did a great job. Of he did, there. yeah. Sometimes I can hear just, I don't know, is it true you're playing Connor, uh, Joe Satriani, Surfing with the Alien, that album? <laughs> Funny enough, that song. Yeah, definitely a couple of copies yeah, of it. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, the, uh, funny enough, the solo in, in that song, you know, as a kid, I was obsessed with Joe Satriani. So I think it's... Um, it doesn't matter. I think whatever you grow up to, listening to, it's going to come out in your DNA somehow. And, yeah. Uh, I, I, there I, was a couple of times actually yeah. where I was like, yeah, just, just go Satriani on it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> away. Yeah. I, I wonder, was that one of them? I think been... it was that song. I think there's a bit <laughs> where the solo kind of quickens yeah. up. Because yeah, it, it is. Because yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, was... I'm a fan and I just, again, ah, wow, yeah, exactly. lovely. It you was definitely, a nice... you, your, your ears uh, served you well there, Richie. That was okay. definitely a, a sort of a subconscious homage to the great Satriani. Absolutely. The great Saturani indeed. Okay, next track is Kaleidoscope. I'm just being deliberately picking out all these really heavy riffs. Fantastic. I'm <laughs> sorry, that. like, but that's just me being selfish. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's what they're there for. <laughs> Ronan, who's your hero playing bass? Oh, Jesus. Uh, if you tell name, maybe three or four. I'll leave you off with three or four. Yeah, probably oh, Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Um, Lowland, Jacko, of course. Um, Getty Lee. Getty Lee very much for the rock. Okay. Um, uh, Jesus, who? Jonas Helborg. Oh, okay. Good choice. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of them. And various different types of stuff. Yeah, and uh, you take your influences from all of them, obviously, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think the reason I... Because originally I played guitar years ago, um, and I think it was... There's two albums. There was um, "Invitation" by Jacko, yeah. which obviously is a jazz album, but it's a, it's a bit different. It's a bit. Yeah. It's kind of a proggy jazz album. It's got all these steel drums and harmonicas and all sorts of weird instruments <laughs> and stuff on that. And I kind of heard that it was. It's very. It is a quite rock and roll actually in a way. And then I heard um, uh, Rush, um, "Permanent Waves" by Rush. And I was like, "Fuck, man! I never really heard someone playing bass like that before. That's yeah. kind of cool, you know." 
So I kind of, yeah, when I was about 16, I transitioned over to, to playing bass then full time. Yeah. And at the moment, what instruments are you using, Ron? Uh, I've kind of two basses I use at the moment. Like, so my main one is an F bass. So the, 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 the builder over in Canada. Okay. I haven't um, heard of them. Uh, Ferlinetto is the, the, the name of the guy, but uh, he... Um, is she four string her. or five string? Uh, six string. Oh, six string. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've had that. She's had that for years now. I've had about 15 years, 20 years or something. And so that's on the album. Giving, giving away my age now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that features heavily on the album, Ronan, yeah? Uh, yeah, most of the album was recorded with that. Okay, um, okay. The other one was the um, the fretless one I used on some, a couple of the tracks, was or one of the tracks, actually. That's the next we, one, funny enough, yeah. Yeah, we took it off the other track, but um, huh. that's, uh, that's actually a, a Yamaha. It's an old Yamaha that I um, took the frets out of, basically. And <laughs> uh, it got the hand-me-down pickups off uh, and other bases I had and stuff like that, so it's kind of heavily upgraded. But uh, it's, yeah, it's an old Yamaha, like a kind of a Nathan East knockoff. Mm. I've, um, a, I've a mate there. Version of that, like. I've a mate there, Steve McRae, is in Crow Black Chicken. He's a great man for taking apart bases and putting them back together. He did his own fretless bass as well. Uh, shout out to Steve. So well, Clyde is, as well. I've, I've seen them live a few times. Some like, band, aren't they? They're yeah, fantastic. Yeah. 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 So Kaleidoscope. Connor, how did you approach your guitar parts for that? Was it built again around the keyboards? It was. Funny enough, uh, Roland gets the credit on the, the the main groove of that song. Actually, oh, Roland nice came in with this um, this this great groove. Um, it was kind of had this really bouncy kind of feel to it. I think I sung it in the car as well. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And um, and I kind of just came up with the kind of chord progressions around that. And, okay. Um, and again, I just, again, I'd be more sort of, I suppose, the metal head in the band. So I brought in that, that riff you like, I'd yeah. bring a few of the, the heavier yeah. riffs in and, you know, uh, and try kind of blend them, make it work. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of your baby, that one. That was um, mm. that kind of groove. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, yeah. And then Ben again, uh, uh, he wrote the words and um, yeah. again, did a great job. I think what's evident as we're moving through all those songs to me is the remarkable balance you have for each song insofar as the breeding room each instrument gets each the vocals get as well and the keys since that comes with playing for fucking years i think myself you know it's it's you can't get guys coming into the scene doing this stuff you just it's just not possible you know i think so i mean it's sort of you know i, I guess because we've always played for other people and yeah. you your, your job is sort of to make someone else sound better in that moment it's not yes. about you all and you know yeah. So if Ben is singing a vocal line, you know, I want to complement that with sort of just a nice pad in the background and make sure that comes across. And yeah. we all kind of collectively have an understanding of that and like yeah. that we're not going to step on each other's toes too much. And, yeah. you know, it's, uh, and I think it works better for the song, especially with this kind of stuff, because it can be, you know, by its nature, it's quite intense, you know, so it's nice to, as you said, have that, that, that breathing room in us, you know. So. Yeah, and the balance, the balance is yeah. key to that, yeah. Okay, so the next song is, I think it's uh, Clarity, yeah. The power ballad. <laughs> <laughs> what section did I take? Oh, there
Let's talk about the team of New York actually at that point. <laughs> Did you like the way I had Ronan there talking about the bass next minute, the next song, the section I That's picked? That's you are indeed you did there. Yeah, <laughs> master, nice, I'm a master, my friends, absolutely. <laughs> I'm doing the this a while as well. I'm doing this a while as well, lads. Let's talk about where you recorded it, uh, especially for a song like that. I, w- I wonder, is that a difficult song to record? Uh, that was all done in this very room that we're sitting okay. in, actually. Yeah, um, right. yeah, I think there was, there was some drum overdubs. There were, so yeah. That, um, that was actually the big clashes and yeah, yeah. Um, the sort of electronic drums and all we did here. Um, there's actually behind the webcam. There's keyboards here, right. and we kind of just did that. Uh, yeah, we built it up from piano first, um, and then that was a real layered song. There's I mean, a lot of tracks on it. Yeah, yeah we were very inspired by Depeche Mode. Definitely. Tears for Fears, very non-metal stuff actually. That nice, one. yeah. Gabriel, tears for Fears, wow. Bit, yeah. Um, and we love Tears for Fears like a huge yeah, influence you know, um, when you take away the metal part of us you, you break it down to its core you'll kind of hear a lot of that influence in it um, <clears throat> there's a lot of like edited yeah. sort of tracks like so, sort of to kind of percussion tracks in it or I think it was um, one of Bjork's collaborators who his name escapes me for some reason but um, it's talking about this technique of where you you know you record all this stuff you know and you hack it up and you turn it backwards and you you kind doing of, a Williams, uh, William S. Burroughs on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You mess with it and you sort of turn it into whatever it, you know, it, it wants to be. So it's kind of, gr- that's why it's so, it's kind of dense and groovy. But I think, um, I think Ben did a great job kind of mixing it and cleaning it up. But, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe more coherent as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. quite, and, uh, and that's a huge plus to have someone like Ben. Absolutely. In a yeah, song yeah. like in a song like that, where you, yeah, you, sometimes you could probably lose perspective in the song if you're at it for so long. But that happened too much. Uh, sometimes, oh, yeah. yeah, it did. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, funny enough, I, I suppose the one that was rewritten the most was um, like Afterglow. Funny enough, was pretty much in a completed state. I think off the get go, yeah. um, a few of them were. Um, some songs just literally do come out. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Age of Discovery was the one we re- rewrote. Yeah, I was thinking that when you were playing it, actually, because that's, um, was that like the second song or the, like that was really early. I think that was the second song we wrote. Yeah. The start um, of that was, was there, you know, the kind of body of it, but it okay. was, it was like instrumental and couldn't really figure out what it was. It was kind of this, uh, I think it was just that it sounded, it was actually too technical funny enough originally. Um, okay. the riffs were kind of more like, like Meshuggah meets, um, like it was just bonkers, really. It was, it was sort of, it, yeah, it, 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 it was kind of overwhelming the song, is it? Prog rock instrumental yeah. or something like that. So, so it was overwhelming the song, you felt? It was too much, yeah. yeah. And I think that was, uh, COVID actually gave us, that was a blessing in a way. We kind of got to listen back to it and kind of go, well, we don't need, you know. Yeah, yeah. it kind of just, it kept, it kept sounding like demo-y, like the, the ingredients for a song or something like yeah. that, you know? yeah. Mm. So that kind of got finished late. It started really early and got finished late. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And was that probably the hardest track on the album to record? Or was the, or is, or is the one I'm going to play in 1977? Uh, <laughs> what was the most troublesome probably, song? Probably, probably the one you're going to play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for, for one reason, right? We'd have to we'd have to start up the DAW, you know, because we end up with so many tracks on it. Because every time you add a part, you'd have to add these synths and stuff. Yeah. So there was like there was ah oh, there was there was there was two hundred plus tracks of it. Yeah. And you'd, you'd start up the DAW, and you know we'd be at like you know 
15 and a half megabytes on the on the laptop you know oh, <laughs> and you'd, you'd have to disappear for five minutes and you come back in and the, and the thing would be uh <laughs> thing would be loaded up you know so every time you had to do that you'd have to yeah wow okay we'll give this a listen to then the very last track and it's a fitting ending to a brilliant album lads this section because there's somehow a vibe of Gary Moore just flickering in the background oh there. yeah yeah it's um funny enough that that part is sort of um that was designed to collaborate with two of my favorite Irish guitar players growing up funny enough and it was great to get them to guest on the on the album as well and uh, the first guy you heard was a guy called Sam Bell Right. Uh, an amazing British guitar player. And uh, I mean, he's played with guys like Paul Gilbert and he's played with um, okay, cool. uh, Mask of Judas. And then um, the guy who just faded out there is a guy called Mal O'Brien. He's like a, sort of the local guitar god from Clondalkin who we used to go and see play. So <laughs> it was kind of great to go full circle and get him on the album and uh, just fantastic to have him. And then Dave White is another guy. He played kind of the jazz thing and that. But uh, that sort of is the sort of breather part of the song. I think the yeah. rest of it, the one we were talking about, was sort of earlier on, where there's a lot of symphonic and yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, that that that's a bit of a, a long song, a, a tough one to digest on first listen. Probably, but... Oh, it's 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 what would you call it? An epic song, really. And now, Stephen Taranto, what what part did he play in the album? No, well, with Stephen, he was meant to play it originally okay. back in, uh, and there was a press release when he even agreed to do it himself, but he had to pull out of it uh, ah, for another commitment, unfortunately. So uh, he's not on the album, but uh, it's Sam Bell, actually. But uh, Oh, it's Sam Bell got his part then? Got his part, exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that fit, that, I was just wondering about that. And uh, let's talk about who he sent to mix it. Jacob Hansen, Valveet, Epica, Arch Enemy. Absolutely, he's a uh, he's a good you, man. You, our, you could just keep going. <laughs> our, our Danish, uh, our Danish buddy, absolutely. He um, again, amazing job. Now Ben mixed it actually. In all credit to Ben, okay. he was the mixer, um, and then Jacob mastered it. Okay. But, uh, it was kind of a no brainer because uh, uh, 
I'd worked with Jacob before with the, in Zerat and I kind of just, I loved his, his work ethic and his, yeah. his approach and, you know, just uh, an absolute gentleman to work with. I'm just, his results are stunning. He just knows how to make everything sound colossal and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, blessed to get him. Yeah, Jesus, definitely. After hearing the whole album, how difficult is this going to be to play live? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very, very. Yeah, well, that's actually the interesting thing uh, because we have no real ambition to play it live. It was like a project. We'll just keep bringing out albums, yeah. you know. Um, and to be it, fair, bands do that. And, you know, I don't think they think much about the fans that want to see this as a live entity. Mm-hmm. And the fact that ye have suddenly now got a billing on Bloodstock on Friday night on the Sophie stage, Jesus. What's Christ. that about? What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we couldn't, we couldn't really turn that down. You know, it was like a, it was a momentary kind of, uh, you know, because you know we're, we're well aware about uh, you know how much work it's going to be and all that. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we were just kind of like, yeah, if you, if you can't turn that no. down. No. No, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, kind of an honor. It is an honor, yeah. No, it is. I mean, it would just be such an insult to, you know, even all the bands that try and metal for the masses. And, you know, it's like, we were like, look, we we got to do this. I mean, yeah. this is uh, this is crazy. I yeah. mean, and it's... Uh, and fly the flag for us over there, lads. We'll just, well, try our best. And it's yeah. just, uh, that's it. I mean, and, you know, we're um, like, I mean, I can't wait. We're obviously, we have a, a good, tough few months ahead of uh, getting, because um, Ben is actually going to be the front man of the show. He's not going to be playing drums. Oh but, yeah, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, so we'll, we'll we'll reveal the drummer in due course. Don't worry, but we're we're definitely just at the moment sorting out all the logistics. Yeah. Logistics getting that sorted, and yeah. hopefully we'll do a couple of shows in in, in Ireland as well, just as a as a warm up beforehand as well. So. That'd be terrific because I mean you've got so many fans, you know, that want to hear this live, including myself. And uh, the more people listen to this album and listen to the podcast as well, you will definitely have serious interest in people coming to see whether you do a launch show or anything like that. I mean, that's entirely up to you how you're going to plan that. But yeah, there's a, there's a serious amount of work in every one of those songs, lads. Oh, for sure. No, it's, uh, well, well, well yeah, God, I'm getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we, yeah. uh, well, definitely, no, we, we thankfully, nice. we, we have, um, we have high standards, Richie. So hopefully we'll, 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 um, we'll get there, you know, it'll be, uh, a few sleepless yeah, nights, I'm like, sure. We'll have a few cuts and bruises, but I'm sure we'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> we'll what do your friends, we'll say partners, um, relations, all think of this album? Like, are they, they're obviously aware that you've obviously put so much time into it, for example. What's the kind of general vibe with it now that it's released? He's a good man. He actually just got married, this man. Ah, <laughs> fantastic. To Ronald, so it's just yeah, back from his honeymoon. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, I love the time, Ronan. Yeah, they're incredibly supportive, you know, and just I think they're just thrilled for us to have something, you know, out there, and yeah. you know, um, to I suppose I suppose like it is, yeah. They they see the kind of the time we put into yes. us, and, um, like I I I suppose we we didn't really do it necessarily because we thought loads of people were going to listen to it or anything like that. Yeah. We just thought no. Uh, no. we'll just do what we'd want to listen to. Um and see where it goes. So um yeah, no, we're 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 uh, thrilled mm. with the support we're getting off our families and friends and yeah, I mean, it's overwhelming really. So yeah. yeah, everyone's been really cool, you know. Yeah, but I mean you, you put so much of your own time and money into it. Like yeah. it's always nice to have 
people that have your back, you know, your friends and family, because obviously there will be times where you're kind of going, Jesus Christ, <laughs> will anybody appreciate it? Or, you know, yeah, you know, what if it falls flat and it's ours? There's so many things that could be going on in your head. And it's so nice to be able to offload it to some friend or a family member to say, listen, we're behind you. We know you're going to fucking do it right, man, you know. It's, yeah, it's and, and they're there when you don't, you know, when you don't sort of believe in yourself as much yeah. as you or whatever, you know. Yeah. Because um, I think when you, especially when you listen back to stuff, you hear it, you still hear all the flaws. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, of course, oh, yeah. Man, that bit, I, you know, and I think everyone who puts together music, it's, it's actually like that. If they're honest, yeah, absolutely. So uh, you kind of need people to push you and go, yeah, man, I like that, you know. And, yeah. And it gives you the, the, the energy to, to keep going and do the next thing. And yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, they're not acknowledged enough, if you ask me, those people. I agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the they're the lifeblood of, of everything, you know, of all the music, everything. It's, that's, the, the invisible the energy people that, in the that background. Makes it, you know, really, like, you know. Yeah. It's a cliche, but it's a true cliche, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So look, I'm going to leave you go, lads. Congratulations again on, on just releasing one of the best debut albums for a long, long time in the Irish metal scene. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much, Richie, for having us. It's been an Thank absolute pleasure. Great Yeah. And please keep in contact with me and let me know if there's Irish shows. I'll promote it on my side and do as much as I can for you, lads. Okay. That's amazing, Richie. Thank you so much for the support. Thanks I really so much, appreciate dude. it. So okay. thank you. So you've been listening. And there's no sign of Ben tonight, but a big shout out to Ben as well. He's missed. Absolutely. Hey, Ben. <laughs> so thanks to Conor Run coming on the show. And crucially, everybody, support your local medicine. Thank you. Thank you.